Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Challenge All-Stars 2 Wrap-Up Podcast. For the finale, I am Brian Cohen. With me, as always, is my co-host, Alisher. Ali, how are you? Looks like we made it. Look how far. I feel like I did that last season, too. We're here. It's it. This is it. Closing time. Yeah, this is it. Can we discuss that haunting rendition of closing time? <laughs> Let's start <laughs> with the most awesome. important the part. DJ is the best gig, man. He like he 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 comes off like he's like this mastermind. Like, well, you think you had you enjoyed this? Wait to see what I have in store for them next. So it's like DJ doesn't even know what he has in store for them, but he just looks so badass saying that with like the song playing in the background. Ah, what a life! I didn't even want to invoke that song because just right now I'm getting chills <laughs> thinking about that haunting rendition. Whew. It was great. All right, but let's start at the beginning. It's we mm-hmm. we're here. What a season! What a great season! It, ha- it was a very good season. Borderline great. Ooh! Um, <laughs> I just... I just uh, we're going to talk about it, but like <laughs> the challenge is like, why do they do this? Like, <laughs> It's a good final setup. Makes a lot of sense. Well played out. Pretty entertaining. And they're like, just like, they're like, you know what? Let's just piss off our audience by doing something so nonsensical for the last 10 minutes that all they're going to talk about is how stupid it was. And we okay. could to make them forget about how great the full 10 seat 10 episodes were can i guess so i was already jokingly chastising you uh before we got on like that i saw your tweet that was like leave it to mtv to be <laughs> crazy and it was like i saw that before i was like "Ooh, what did they do that piss brian mm-hmm. off and then when i heard okay they're gonna eliminate someone after the beginning i was like is that gonna piss brian off no nah, it like that had that couldn't piss you off based mm-hmm. on the result mm-hmm. then Correct. uh I saw the the knee and Melinda don't get the advantage or there's no advantage of winning the first. I was like, is that it? I think that's it. That's it. That's it. And then I saw the math equation for the last, the last <laughs> one. And I was like, is it this? So uh, please big reveal. Like what was the source of the anguish? It's Nehemiah and Melinda not getting literally anything okay. Okay. for not like winning the first part, even the, for, uh, for MJ, for John A, oh, not John A, oh my god, Darrell and Janelle finishing second, MJ and John A didn't even finish the frickin' third part, and they just start at the same time, it's like, 
there was such an easy like a time time boost. Give them extra food to eat. Make them solve an extra math equation. Just make it literally anything to say this is your reward for finishing first, and this is your penalty for finishing third. Just give me something. Here's a controversial opinion: lop off the entire second phase, first phase, a la Shrine of the Silver Monkey final, whatever challenge mm-hmm. that was. Rivals too. That's it. That's mm-hmm. it. Get out. Pack it up. Pack it in. Don't begin Done. phase We're, two. Perfect. Love it. Where do I sign? <laughs> that would be great. That's what it should have been. Like I knew that wasn't going to be it because like, and I'm, I'm honestly fine with it because I like having a reset and like a clear making it a little bit closer and like a clear winner. So like, I'm fine with that. But just give something like you have to make that first part matter when it was clearly the largest majority of the final. I would guess. I don't know if they're out there for eight hours. I think the first part probably took them seven hours and 15 minutes probably. And the last part was like very short. So like it has to matter. I never really self promote, but I'm very impressed with my pack it up, pack it in. Don't begin phase two. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, no, you're, you're right. I think that was everyone's main question, right? The RHAP out of context tweeted at us. People were up in arms. I was up in arms for sure. Um, it's bullshit, especially when look, I think tech and Ayana did a great job. They put in a best efforts. They, they, they could have beaten MJ and John a John a was like a hair. Who knows what would have happened if Ayana decided to just keep shrucking along. Maybe John a would have quit based on the edit. Mm-hmm. So they, they were not like some obvious layup. However, if the cast knew going into this, that all they had to do was as Darrell put it fight to be in third place. Um, did, did John a no, maybe John a said that like, and it didn't matter if you came in third or you came in first. It becomes smart and efficient to come in third and not to come in first. It's a huge advantage to not blow out your ankle in the first phase when it literally gains you nothing. Um, so it, it doesn't make sense. So the conspiracy theory that I have is Please. I think they were going to give a time advantage, but I think they underestimated how long the first part was going to take and they were not prepared for this to go into the night. So I think they were going to give people a five, 10 minute head start or whatever, but they were like, this part took forever. We just need this to end. Just have them go all at once because we can't shoot this in the dark. So just, we have to end this. So that's interesting, Brian, because I thought you were going to say your conspiracy was they did give an advantage and it just did not make a difference, but that's not possible. So it's, it's interesting (laughs) that you say that because they did film in the dark And if it's because they needed that goddamn private plane to take off and that's why there were time restrictions, I swear to fucking God, because I'll tell you what, that was a cool thing to have them get onto the jet, but what a waste of money to have it take off. Fine. But if that is the reason, Mm -hmm. then I'm like, then I'm infuriated because that is the ultimate form over substance decision that just goes in line with what the challenge has been doing for seasons. It makes no difference. So like, why else could this not have been at night if not for the jet? I I don't know. Maybe like to like unlock the the safe, like they would have to like put up lights and maybe they they didn't have lights. But it was in the dark. They were in the dark at that point. But it was like, it was, it was getting darker. I think, I don't know. I just don't think they were prepared for that first part to take as long as it did. I agree. It just seemed like they were out of whack. Ground control was like, we got to get this baby off the ground now Mm -hmm. or we're not flying. And they were like, okay, okay, okay. We'll scrap. I'm, I'm with you, but I blame the jet because there's nothing else that they, that would have caused that at all. 
Maybe it was like, called, if we go an extra hour, you're paying for a whole nother day on this jet. Right. <laughs> no, that's exactly what it was like. Is, is there like an overtime for the workers? Do they have a permit to not like, do you need a special permit to like film at night for insurance purposes? Like, is there something like I, it just it just seemed like this was not supposed to play out the way it did. And they're trying to covering the, themselves up. Well, this is a perfect segue sort of back to phase one, because I actually I, I know I say like some things kill momentum when they're like timed. I actually like this where there are three different or, you know, survivor challenges like this, where there are multiple different like tasks you have to do. You know what all the tasks are. I love that, that they could strategize mm-hmm. around what the tasks were and that you can't really tell if you're in first or you're in fourth because one task will be harder than another and another. Mm-hmm. I love the setup of that. I did think when I finally understood what all the tasks were, I did check out a little and feel like, ooh, this is going to be a slog because while I like all of the tasks, these obviously take hours to complete. Yeah, the the one negative I would say about all the tasks is they were all kind of the same thing, right? Like you have to run or bike far, click something, memorize something, do something with a puzzle, run back and do it. There was no carnival game there was no extra like activity to do there was nothing where you're watching them do it that was like that great i wish there was even if it was something like run out there collect a ball bring it back and you have to shoot into a basket to make three do something so it's activity filled watching rather than them solving a decoder a memory thing a puzzle like all three of them are kind of the same thing it's a great point. I think the the bike and then the pulling the puzzle pieces was more of a physical challenge. The other two were pretty much the same skill set. I agree because we're going to get to it. But someone asked us to like rank the what the checkpoint, which checkpoint you should do in order. And I was just thinking that while I was watching it, because, you know, we see Nehemiah and Melinda, who I think are the only team to like vocalize that they're going to be strategic about which checkpoints they accomplish. Um, I was I like, oh, it's, go when they start. But yeah, well, well but it was like. <laughs> Yeah, it it wasn't that big of a difference to me between, okay, are you going to go to the cave and the decoder or the memory matching game? Maybe mm-hmm. you put, I like the idea of like some sort of like, we get the rings around, you know, the big don't, even if it's like move these tires around this pole, like if it wants to be something right. physical. But why is the gross food not a checkpoint there? Because I really, this is unpopular. I don't enjoy the gross food stuff. And so just like the vomitage, like, again, I'm sure people enjoy it. I've had a crush on MJ all season. That's out the window. No amount of cutting to him, dousing himself with water is going to change the vomitage of him chowing down on that Mm -hmm. whatever burrito. What's interesting, though, is I would say this was certainly the least gross of the gross eating they've done in a while. I mean, crickets, I've actually had crickets. Crickets aren't even that bad. Like you go to like a Seattle Mariners game, they the cricket line at the stadium is like out the door. They love them. So putting crickets on a burrito, I feel like it's not even that crazy of an idea. Now, maybe it's like the, the roaches on the nachos. Sure, that's really bad. But the crickets was it's kind of becoming like a norm. Well, the key for me is that it was easier because it was all doused in guacamole and nacho cheese, you know, like it was right, that too. Normally, they don't have like the food as a garnish like the gross stuff isn't a garnish it's like eat this giant testicle um <laughs> but but but, but oh regardless out of context is gonna have a lot of fun with that one. it's not the food 
it's the vomitage. It's just like, I don't, I, I've been this way since Jervis ate the grub on season two of Survivor. Like I've turned mm-hmm. away then and I've been turning my head for 41 seasons. Um, well, they mm-hmm. don't do it anymore, but including the challenge. But, but like maybe that makes sense as something that's different that you could throw in as like one of the checkpoints is like, eat this, get this food down and then keep running and then that impacts your running, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I agree I that think- it could have been more but- broken up. But this style, which we we've seen play out in other finals, like you said, this is this is the right setup of a center checkpoint doing different stuff. It's it's it takes a while. It's it's long. It's not like impossible, but it's like it's worth doing. Like it's good. Like this is the format that works. I think for for a final, which which I like. What did you make of this? Was the twist the night one where typically they would do this, go to sleep, and then wake up and do part two. They flipped it and had them sleep first. I mean, it would have if they could have done the two days, it definitely would have changed things um, in terms of your theory on why Mm -hmm. uh, Melinda. I almost say Danny and Melinda every time, which is like not what she deserves. Nehemiah and Melinda um, didn't get an advantage. Yeah, I mean, this is a classic one sleeps in like and not desirable, but fine sleeping circumstance while the other sits on the log, you switch in and out. I, I don't really care about this. I enjoyed some of the conversations they had during it. I loved sort of the mom spirit girl power of like, yeah, the women are going to get up here and like, take this first. And they're, I enjoyed that energy. And I also enjoyed MJ explaining. Cause I think sometimes I don't get the full context of this and can't like put myself in their shoes where they literally more or less stayed up all night. And MJ's mm-hmm. like the sleep deprivation before this challenge is really going to impact us in an unprecedented way. So I thought they handled it. Well, I could take it or leave it. Yeah. I th- and I think that's a good point about the sleep. And I think that's how they underestimated what they were be doing the next day because it was so puzzle based where you need your brain. Like I bet, you know, we saw John a really struggling with it. I'm sure a lot of other people struggle with it too, that if they were had more of their minds about them, they would have been able to do some of those memory things a lot better than, you know, staying up all night. I, I just thought it was very funny seeing uh, MJ seemingly, I'm sure he didn't, but like seemingly fall asleep right away. I thought that was very funny. <laughs> that <laughs> would be me. Everyone else is standing. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't seem that uncomfortable. I don't know. I'm also not a big hammock guy, so I don't know if I would enjoy it. I feel like hammocks are overrated. You know, that doesn't surprise me, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You're up in the air. I feel like you're, you're, like you're worried it's going to snap and you're going to fall at any moment. Like, I'm, I'm rolling over as I sleep, so I feel like if I roll over, the whole thing's going to flip over or I'm going to fall out. It's well, you're just, a very that, tall I guy. I don't know if people know this. You're a very tall guy. Hammock's not made for a very tall guy. It You'd be, be a in like a full hammock, banana. Long hammock. No, but in those yeah. hammocks, like banana I feel hammock. like they're between... <laughs> okay, let's get back to the show. <laughs> Woo, one for the books. All right. The one thing I'll I'll say is I don't know. I'm saying the one thing I'll say and then I'll go on to talk for another 45 minutes here. But we're done after this comment, everyone. (laughs) One of the many things I'll say today is we discussed last week, like, okay, we, and speaking of last week, isn't Matt the best? How great was that? The best. Okay. Anyway, well, we said last week, okay, maybe we got the like, what, I'm doing this for my kids. I'm doing this to show this. I need the money for my family. I'm proving myself to myself, whatever. Maybe we got that out of our systems. Turns out we did not. We were fools no, for we thinking that. But yeah. I, I got really choked up at Ayana speaking basically mm-hmm. throughout until she quit that 
this like really reminded her that she was a real person. It reminded her of her value. I think we get a lot of, especially moms talking about this is something I'm doing for myself and I'm here. And like, it's the first thing I've done for myself in five, 10, whatever years. I, I really enjoyed hearing that as opposed to usually mm-hmm. like I'll buy a boat with the money, right? <laughs> which is fine. Right. No, I, Yeah, no, I totally agree. That was that, uh, hit home the most, I think for all the, the people's what they're talking about. That was, that was great. It kind of, you know, fell flat based off what happened, but, uh, you know, at the time it was very inspirational and emotional. So that, that, that worked. If you're an athlete, you know, the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same Jersey as you to be your best. Every time you step on the field, that's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, You can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Let's jump ahead to that, though, because I'm sort of of two minds where it's a quit. It's objectively a quit. I think that's more of a survivor issue. Is it a medevac? Is it a quit? It's a quit. But... I do think sort of much like the Tina thing. If if you've got nothing left, like, do we need these people to literally go to the hospital in order to say, I physically know my limits and I just can't do this anymore. I also see that the people next to me are more than halfway done with the puzzle. <laughs> I don't know how much right. that weighed in, mm-hmm. but it was interesting to me that she, they got a very good goodbye from TJ we didn't get tech bad mouthing Ayana and we got everybody else saying like what a powerhouse she should be. And I think one of the confessionals was like, Ayana has been a beast this whole challenge, like remember her eliminations. So this really should show you how impossible this was if she's walking away. Yeah, this was a tough one because it wasn't, you know, Jane Jenna staring at a <laughs> bowl of food and just saying I can't do it like clearly she had put her heart and soul into this they were out there for a very long time um, it was just frustrating that like they got two, two of the three done like they were already making their way through the third one but like I don't 
like I don't need her to big easy it and basically die out there. Like she knows her limits. If she feels like she is very much on the verge of that's it, I'm done. I don't want to pass out or severely hurt myself. Like I totally respect that. That's fine. But then it's it's also weird because like it, it is in the final and you're quitting and it's like I feel bad for tech. He handled it like a super champ. Like kudos to him for how he handled it. Maybe he also realized that they probably weren't going to finish the puzzle anyway. But still, uh, I thought he did a great job. So it, it was a weird one. Like I'm like I get it. It's disappointing, but I don't need her to you know severely hurt herself out here. It, I was happy that MTV didn't like bash her for it, but I do think it's tough when like. It almost like showed just like how mentally taxing it must have been because physically like you could just sit in the sit down and like take a rest. I was sort of like, I don't really understand why John Day and Ayana aren't just sitting down for 10 minutes. If that's what it takes to regain some energy to just literally start trudging on, you know, they were at the the checkpoint, you know, it wasn't like they were at the bikes and it was like strap a puzzle to me and I have to pedal like you could sit down for 10 minutes and then start if it was all physical and just start sort of like literally one slow step at a time, continue to trudge until they blow the air horn on you. So and I, I assume there was a rule where she couldn't just sit there and tech go back and forth, right? Like that must've been like, if you have to both go together, that's a good question. I would assume not, or tech seemed like willing to be doing that. So that's an interesting rule. Should that have been the rule? Should they have let one partner continue without the other? Yeah, I mean, I don't see why. I mean, it's not like she's helping anything because they like, get to run back to the puzzle key. Like, she's not the puzzle key. She can't really help anything. So if she's just used to, and it just hurts your team because you have, you know, two pair, two eyes instead of four. So I, I don't see why you shouldn't be able to just have one person just sit there if they are just, you know, need a break. I, You know, I've changed my mind. I, I originally agreed with you, but now I think it's like, that's part of it is like your teammate has to be able to run. Otherwise I could see in like every challenge, like, okay, whoever, you know, Fessy is with can just like stay stationary and he's going to go do all of the physical labor and do it on his own. Like look at CT. If CT had a partner who was going to saddle him, he should be saddled by that partner as opposed to Mm. just him being able to compete on his own and drag his partner to like the finish line. Yeah. I guess so. I think they I mean a different like they're not going to a fin like they're just going back and forth. I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. I don't know. I, I I'd be fine with it either way, honestly. I think if that was a rule, that's fine. If it's not like this, then it's fine too. I don't have a strong take either way. Um, one of the best lines is uh do you know what a mand- mandala is? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say that? <laughs> that was a he great does not. line. DJ <laughs> does not. Um, I do think that last line validates that to the extent there was a Mitch watch, it was MJ because that's such a like, you know, to the extent I don't really think there was like a big goof on the season. But if we mm-hmm. have to stretch, I'll stretch. It's also uh, it's also kind of, I don't I know I shaded Matt for doing this, but it's also kind of a knock on TJ's ownership of the final. Like it's his final. He doesn't he, he didn't come up with Mandela like Mandela, but like. What's going on here, TJ? This is your final. Uh. He's got guys. He's got a chart guy, you know, like a guy who makes the set. He's got guys. It's my final, and I got people who work for me. They handle the the small details. He's the big picture guy. He's got Mm. day-to-day guys. He's Michael Scott. He's got gyms. That's that's great PR right there. Well done. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about a few things that didn't come to fruition. 
I was thinking about you when Janelle's back ended up not at all being a factor here. Right. Right. Not at all. Not at all. It's, I don't know. It's very like, again, I, I, I go back to last week. I don't know why they included it. Um, they could have put other content in there. Didn't matter at all. Um, she had like a good boost of uh, confessionals and stuff early on. I was I was thinking like, wow, maybe they actually are going to pull it off. I feel like we we're getting a lot of the final from their perspective early on. So I was like, oh, OK, I guess they just needed the the, the viewership bump for Janelle going into the final. And then that's how they're going to win. But it was crazy that we didn't get one moment of her being like, I don't know. Like, I guess we kind of had a couple of her being like my backer, like stuff like barely, but barely. I don't know. Very odd. I still think it made sense in the context of like the one episode arc of it. I question. I I did think that Darrell and Janelle were going to pull it out um, at the end. I think they were the first team to take off to go towards the safes in phase two. And I was like, wow, there's no such thing as a winner's edit in the challenge. If they win, it does Mm -hmm. beg the question to me. Janelle's a finalist, arguably a second place finalist, although we didn't see them really finish out. I don't does she and, and we see her, as you said, there's a ton of confessionals from her in both the challenge and the episode prior to this. Where where was she now? I, I really don't understand. I don't believe that there wasn't like good content from her and she didn't like Peter out. She almost won. So I kind of don't understand that choice. But that's why I'm a podcaster, yeah. not an editor. No, but I think your point last week was probably right that if her back was really bothering her, she probably just chilled at the house just laid relaxed didn't get involved in stuff and they they just couldn't force or find anything to include so they just didn't which i guess kudos to them to not you know force feed it if there's nothing there but i thought that must be it it does sound smart good for me um maybe maybe matt maybe matt said it um the other thing that didn't really bear fruit here is that me and Melinda follow a blue arrow straight to hell, uh, not on the designated path, and then still turn around and win that entire phase. Yeah, I mean, that, that this is the thing that I think they have to show, because then it just goes to show how impressive they were, that they were able to overcome it. And it, it kind of sucks for them, because if I think if they picked the, any of, like the, either of the other two, I think they would have been able to start the task, right? Like, if you go to the first one, you would be able to collect the puzzle piece. You go to this other one, you would be able to start memorizing that puzzle. So I think they just pick the worst one to go to. Well, I don't think so. I think the rules in the voiceover TJ explicitly stated that you had to go to the nucleus first. So Mm. I don't know if that would have risked a DQ, but also like if you go to the puzzles that you didn't ride the bikes there, which is part of it. And I think if you go to the matching, it's like when um, J- Janelle and Darrell went there, like they had no idea what they were supposed to do. So even if you start memorizing the fact that you have to like solve it match by match probably mm-hmm. leads you to not be able to complete it. Yeah, it would have been pretty ironic after I just finished watching uh, Gauntlet 3 with how that final ended with them being DQ'd after winning. And Whoa, coming on spoilers, the winning end. spoilers, oh ago. my God. It would have been Ooh. ironic after that, Nehemiah getting a win because of that. If then, I mean, this would have been absolutely preposterous if they did this. But if TJ comes out and says, Nehemiah and Melinda, I'm sorry you didn't follow the rules. You first did not go to the nucleus. Therefore, you are disqualified from the whole game. But that would have been wild. But it would have been kind of ironic after uh, Nehemiah's win from 20 years ago. Again, rubbing the spoiler. Um, no, that mm-hmm. that is pretty funny. Caitlin G says, what do you think is the optimal order of the checkpoints? So I think we've more or less explained them. <laughs> yeah, so so the three of them are... So which is the one you have to bike to? Is that the 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 matching the pairs? Is that that one? No, that was the one you biked to was with the blocks of the puzzle pieces. And right, I don't so remember the, what the one word clue was for that. 
It was decode memory, and I just wrote tethered bikes to blocks. <laughs> That's I, I have bike ride back and forth, decode and memory. So good job by us. <laughs> Maybe there was no name. <laughs> Maybe there was. So there is biking to collect large, uh, large puzzle pieces. There was going out to a cave with a flashlight to decode, the and then the memory game. So I think the easiest one was the decode one. I think, and then I think. I think the puzzle one was probably the hardest. I feel like that required the most ships back and forth. So I feel like you start with that one and then do the memory one, like the matching the pairs and then the decode one. Can we pause for a second? So the decode one, which was memorize the numbers, symbols, and there were 26 of them. Like there were a ton of these day glow. That's what Mm -hmm. my mom would say. I feel like our generation says neon and our parents' generation says day glow, unless that's just my mom. But the day glow. And yes, there are many situations where my mom needs to say day glow to me. We're fun. But if you you memorize, like, I think it became clear as the players started doing them that you did not, in fact, need to memorize all of the letters and all of the symbols that you could get a couple. Is that was that your impression as well? That was my read because it seemed like I mean the the answers to the words were what, redemption and perseverance, which are I, I think they it was like a a word, a word man thing, right? Where you knew the, the amount of letters per word, right? So you mean hangman like, a word man? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm are you going to design a word game for Emily called Word Man, and then it'll go viral? <laughs> oh, oh my god! Yes, hangman. Oh my goodness gracious! Okay, so I think they knew how long the words were. So there's only a certain amount of words probably that would fit there. So you could figure it out once you get a few. I'm such I'm such an idiot. Mike. You're not an idiot. This is fun. this is fun. It's very difficult to speak live. I'm sorry. I know everyone it speaks is. live all day every day, but this is recorded. <laughs> okay? But yes, that that was my read. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for the build up. But that was my read. Was that your read too? Yeah, I mean, it, like I am like Darrell where I am not I'm good at certain puzzles. I don't I'm like I still didn't really understand. I was like, oh, yeah, if you put the one dot, it's a P and then the house and then that's two dots. Like it was not user friendly for the audience to like understand what was going on. If unless everyone's a genius. Um, But based on I agree with you that it seemed to be the least time consuming and the easiest because you had to take the fewest trips based on just watching everybody else do it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I think that was. That would be the move to go first. Um, so you're approaching you're- this like you want to do the one that results in the most physical exertion first. And if your brain, your brain power will like you'll have result, you'll be able to deal with yeah, it. Yeah, I think so. I think you can your brain power. I think you can overcome. But if you physically can't do it, you just physically can't do it. So I think you have to do that first. It's interesting because I think Melanie started with the memory one with the. <laughs> Many that ended up being quite physical, though, because it was many trips back and forth and the most brain power. I think the memory was probably in the Venn diagram of I think the bike ride, I agree, was the most physical. The decoder was the easiest, the least of everything. The memory was probably like right in the middle. Um, Mm -hmm. I agree. I think the best strategy, though, is two teams, both Darrell and Janelle and Ayana and Tech started with the bikes. And that was probably what I would do first. Then. I, I, yeah, same thing. Then the memory, then the cave, which was the decode. So a much ado about nothing in my response. I agree with you. And was I wonder if I mean if they knew that there was no bonus for winning or finishing third. I it would have been interesting if at a certain point, like they started helping each other. Like once 
uh, Melinda and Nehemiah finish? Like, do they try to just start helping Tech? Because, I mean, they already finished and who the hell cares? Maybe because they think they're the weaker team, they could try to help push them along. Um, I don't know. I, I think that would have been almost kind of interesting if they had that option to start playing out. You just blew my mind, sir. That would be crazy. I, I hope not, but like, you know what? Fuck it. That would have been consistent with the season. Especially because it's puzzles, right? So like, if you do all of them, I think all the puzzles, I think the words were all the same for everyone. Like, I mean, the first one, you need to collect all the pieces. I think the puzzle itself was pretty easy, but it, the memory game matching up, I think was the same wall for everyone, right? So you can just start helping them. It's a, it's a good point. Cause we, I mean, we did see people breaking down their puzzle as to not want to help other people there, which implies like, you could look at other people's puzzles, you know, like they weren't trying to put up like barriers or anything. Yeah. I don't know. If the, uh, you know, King's palace, save the palace, save the palace. Save tech. I did like the little commentary. Like they ran by each other and said, save the palace. Mm-hmm. Um, I also loved that when Janelle and Darrell finished the decode and they're running to their last checkpoint, like Dar- Janelle had incredible patience. And she said at the elimination last week, like I am very good under pressure. I think that really shown, shown through, showed through whatever that mm-hmm. really, uh, was consistent with her performance here and Darrell never loses his sense of humor. I loved, they go to the wrong checkpoint and he's like, reading's fundamental. Uh, the, the skull was red, but it said blue arrows, which was kind <laughs> yep. of bullshit. If I'm being honest, but then the visual of Darrell using a flashlight in broad daylight, like what, the, what am I doing with this? I can see the puzzle. Like, what am I looking for? But I also loved how they're running and he's like, did you see how many I got? I want to make sure you're proud of me. Like, <laughs> it was incredible. Yeah. All the, all the partners were very good. Once again, that's surprising based off how they acted through the season, but all, all the partners, especially with uh, John A and Ayana, both threatening and then one actually quitting. Both of their partners handled it pretty well. No one was like yelling at each other. There was no animosity, no anger. Uh, everyone uh, worked, worked together pretty well. Um, agreed. You mentioned this earlier, but I just want to confirm. So we we're all in agreement that MJ and John A did not actually have to finish phase one. Is that I don't is think that so. And what's funny, I, I bet they actually thought they lost because like TJ blows the horn. If you're running off and TJ blows the horn and you don't finish, he, they're probably think crap, we just lost this thing, we're eliminated. And then they come back and they find out, nope, they quit. You're in the finals. I do think like we have a precedent of like, you don't get any money if you don't even finish the challenge, like the other two teams finishing and you not does not mean that you've finished. I I really almost as egregious as Melinda and Nehemiah not getting an advantage for me is them not making MJ and John a finish this. Oh, that's interesting. I actually had no problem with that. I thought like if they if they quit, then it's over. You have to exert this. I think honestly, like quitting earlier, like I get why quitting earlier means you're in fourth place. But if John A cannot complete this, then neither team should move on. Finishing phase one should be a prerequisite. And you should have to burn off as much energy as everybody else did taking Mm. to finish this. Yeah, I guess they should have said some type of time limit where you have to finish it by this point or... You're out, but I guess they would have had to keep extending that because again, I think this took way long. And look, I, I I get it now that you're mentioning it about the again. I'm going to blame the jet. Um, fine, but like, I'm sorry. Everybody has to finish this phase, or you do not move on. And and then it should have been if you can't complete this, as you're saying, 
then cut the ball and end it there. That goes back to cutting the second part, and now it's resolved. (laughs) No one finishes it, and TJ keeps the money. (laughs) And he rides off with the jet, and that's what what the big surprise is. The money rolls rolls over until season three. Okay, can I ask you a question that has nothing to do with this? Please. I'm looking at your challenge list, so Brian made a great social media collective for us to see everybody... Uh, to like quickly take a peek mm-hmm. at what's going on social media because I wanted to see if John A or MJ or anyone addressed the fact that they didn't finish the challenge. Uh, why is Rogan on this list? <laughs> it's a good question. I don't know. When I was filling it out, I was like, I started adding people, and then Twitter's like, oh, here's people you should add. And I just kept thinking, add, 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 add. And I must have been watching one of his seasons at the time. I was like, oh, he's part of the challenge world. <laughs> I'll add him. If you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. Because I'll invite you to look at the tweet that I just messaged you. That is uh, Rogan's last tweet that's coming up here. Yikes. Take your time. Um, But it's like all of this riffraff here. Oh, boy. (laughs) He's got a little bit out of havoc. Um, So it is this list has become now completely unhelpful. But I'm, you know, I didn't do it. If you want I mean, something you right, add, do it you yourself. Can it. You can unadd un- add him from, or this remove is, him from this the is group. Your, but this is your list. I'll make my own list. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh, bad. Phase two. Phase, phase two, two of the list, I'll make. Yes. Phase two, eating Mexican food with a twist. So it was... Uh, a twist was... is a squeeze of lime, okay? This is not a twist. <laughs> Roaches are not a twist. Tostados with some uh, fish eyes, burrito with crickets, nachos with roaches on top. Eat all three. Oh, and a glass of blood, which obviously I guess wasn't blood, blood. But I, I don't know. What do, you, what do you think the blood was? What do you mean it wasn't blood, blood? You actually gave them blood? Yeah. I mean, Rhett and Link eat blood and drink blood all the time. Who Not do? human blood. These YouTubers that are very famous ah. <laughs> that ah. I'm obsessed with. <laughs> I've always thought when everyone says, oh, you're drinking blood, I just always assumed it was some type of liquid that's either already red or just colored dyed to be red. Let's see. Uh, from Healthline.com, drinking animal blood is generally safe in small quantities. Chowing down on a rare steak or a blood sausage link usually won't have any ill effects, but ingesting animal blood in large quantities could be dangerous, especially if the blood wasn't collected in a hygienic way. If they're draining you know, animals in a hygienic way and they're only getting half a wine glass, no problem. <laughs> I don't know. I hope the challenge is being uh, being health conscious, but I guess no one's died yet, so good for them. You could boil the blood, according to Cora.com. Drinking animal blood won't prevent getting diseases. If you're still into it, just boil the blood to kill off any bacteria and viruses. I want to evaporate. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess the challenge, I guess they, they only know one way to end a season, right? You uh, get a code and unlock a safe. Yeah, Caitlin G uh, pulled that as it like wrote yeah. to us and was like, our safe's the new, the new yeah. explosions. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, Survivor reads the, reads the final votes. This is how the challenge reels a winner, open a safe. Well, a couple things. Let's step back a second to the math because semi-difficult math like there was one I caught a glimpse of that was like, okay, bowl of salsa times bowl of salsa equals like 64. I think it was like, okay, it John a lays out the strategy, which is like, there's one of them that's solvable. And then you can work completely backwards, but to be exhausted, to be gassed out, to not have a pen. 
Again, I don't love when the challenge comes down to math. I don't know why I would rather have math be a checkpoint than like a decider. And if Nehemiah and Melinda got some sort of advantage, then it was basically a checkpoint and not a decider. But this was like sort of the be all end all activity of the final. And kind of more so than the math. I don't like when the a code safe is a decider because I could be under complete normal health trying to open one of those locks and I would screw it up a thousand times over even with the correct numbers. So like, I think I'd rather just be like a keypad. Boom, boom, boom. Where you can't like if you get the answer, you get the answer and you're right, it opens. I don't need it to be decided because you went around twice on the zeros instead of three or you didn't go left you went left twice instead of left once. Like that that does that's just, you know, making a a, a mistake that I, you know, I think we've all made a thousand times trying to open a lock. Just make it a keypad. Yeah, in my locker in high school, I always kept it uh, one swipe away yep, from that because, like, it was not what. What do I have? Like, whatever. Take, t- please take my history books. But also, like, I don't have time to be doing this in the hall. No, it's the worst. Um, I agree. I had the same note down too. Like, make it a punch code, which I believe it was at the end of the last final, but I already forget <laughs> from yeah. thirty-seven. Well, it was. T- it was- it was 20 numbers, yeah, so it was just... Oh, right, right, right. 20, but even so, make it 20 numbers, but make it a punch code. At least that yeah. is uh, is equalizing. I totally agree. At the point where two of the three teams are missing this, like, very stupid poster board next to you with the rules, that was another thing. There was a break in between the two phases. So why not make sure they're all well acquainted with how the lock works before they start? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. We're supposed to watch them read... Turn the zeros three times. Also, just custom make a lock or get a safe that's just mm-hmm. input the numbers. Like, I don't understand that we have yeah. to, like, spit it around 50 times, dance on your, like, put your little hand on a jazz hand on your head, and then it'll open. I, yeah, I, hope, for, I hope for Darrell and Jid, I'll say they just had the wrong number, because if they had the right number and they just couldn't figure out how many times they're spitting around, I'd be, I'd be super pissed. Well, that's a great question, though, because we see MJ and John A open the safe, and then that does not end... The challenge, though, they then run to this jet. So was the, was it first to open the safe or first to go to the jet? Because I was very surprised to not see Janelle and Darrell and Melinda and Nee continue and like try to beat them in a foot race. Is it, it was opening I, the safe? I think it was opening the safe. I don't think putting the money in the bag was like, like I don't think if you could stuff the money in faster. I think whoever got the safe first, I think that ended it. And then, then the rest of it was just symbolic. Well, then that's ridiculous. It should have, to me, I would have loved there to be that little bit extra. I mean, kudos, I guess, to John A and MJ, but like they never relaxed until they got to the plane. They were hustling. Mm-hmm. To, I, like, I actually think it should have been continue to put the money in the bag. Opening the safe is not the be all end all, particularly because it's that stupid, like wind up lock. And then you have a little bit more of a foot race to like beat somebody else out. Yeah. And then it's you have to. Fly the plane yourself, and whoever takes off first off the jetway wins. <laughs> well, look, nothing was physical in the final, right? It was basically eating. Did you want the plane race? <laughs> no, sorry. In the second, in the second phase, like it was, it was eating math and opening the safe. I would not have ma- mm-hmm. minded if it came down to a foot race at the end. Yeah, well, there was a little bit of a foot race, I think, right, to get to the. The math portion. Like, yeah, but at that right point, like you can, I think John A and MJ were the last ones to arrive. Uh, I believe so. Let me say, uh, John A and MJ uh, yeah, second. They were, they were second. They were second. Yeah, yeah, they were second. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. 
And they could have, I mean, this also could have just been like a whole, again, like I go back to my first point. They could have just had this entire thing be the, the phase. Like once you finish part, then you go to the eating, do the math. And then, like that's the whole final. But um, they only had enough saves for three, Brian. Right. <laughs> I, I assume you didn't mind them all being things being equal, like cutting someone at, one, at the first part, right? Like even disregarding them quitting. Yeah, not at all. I don't mind a, an in-final elimination, particularly one as grueling as mm-hmm. this. Like, you ca- not that you deserve to mm-hmm. be out, but like, yeah, like you lost. Yeah, they, everyone else like fully obviously earned uh, their spot for sure. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Okay, so let's talk about our winners, John A and MJ. Logan W says competition reality show nerds remember John A from winning endurance season one as a literal kid. They had a challenge that she won with a similar decoder wheel that she crushed in this final. Zach is punching the air or maybe a wall watching this. My question is, is John A one of the most prolific and timeless reality stars of our time? She's now won two of the four show franchises she has appeared on. Is this John A's cousin that wrote this in? The most <laughs> prolific person of all. My God. I mean, geez, I was about to like sing the praises of John A and like give her a pass because he should have won last season and all that. But I mean, all right, let's, you know, as you know, the dial, let's dial it back a little bit. <laughs> She's great. She's good, but like, let's, you know, let's relax. relax. Spin that back one or two zeros. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go, you went back three times. Only once. Only all right. Once well, give your praise. Give your praise. Sade is great. I, I've, I feel like we've both been super high on her all season. Um, she was a huge surprise how she did in season one. Uh, the fact that she was the top female in that final was fantastic. Here she was great. Voting eliminations the whole time. Did plenty fine in the dailies. Um, I did get a little disappointed with how she was performing in this final. I, I mean, she. I didn't like this here threatening to quit so much. Like That was kind of a little bit of buzzkill. Um, at least she overcome that sort of by the time Ayana quit. Uh, so that I mean, how she performed there wasn't great, but she did great phase two. Obviously, earned the win. Um, but I mean, she wasn't like world beater in this final. I think John A had a great, great season. It was definitely the story of John A's, particularly after they won. I mean, sorry to MJ, <laughs> sorry to this man. It, the I, I the edit was totally focused on John A. Totally. Um, yeah, she and- got the uh, I took your crown line mj was not even like she didn't even say we said i took your crown um yeah and i don't know how much of that was john a's recall because she was there when yes one like and mm-hmm. mj wasn't on the season but yeah like it was also i think mj to his credit was very complimentary and appreciative of being john a's partner the entire season she had a better political game than him for sure she had the experience of having been there the year before she was able to sort of bridge through jasmine you know not that it really paid off but like she she was able to sort of at least the edit gave her credit for talking to ayana and not getting thrown in as a result even though we don't really think that's what happened so i think she had a flawless season and and she had a great partner who was supportive of her and who was physically fit and able to keep supporting her. So she deserves the win. Absolutely. 
I think yeah. the storyline would suggest it was either Nehemiah and Melinda's or MJ and Janae's season to win. I'm kind of, I was rooting for Darrell and Janelle at the end there, but I'm kind of glad that would have felt sort of, sort of like a CT and Casey where it's like, where did this team come from that now they're the winners here? Um, right. So I have no complaints about it. I, I think Janae is great. I obviously have a soft spot for MJ and I'm happy mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. Good for them. MJ hopped in the back seat, let John A drive and you know, drove them uh, to the jet. So good for them. And it was really touching to see her be like, I finally feel like an all-star. And, you know, we've talked about it time after time. I think when John A is announced on the season, everybody likes John A from the challenge and everyone likes John A from the real world. But is she known as one of the best competitors in challenge history? Absolutely not. Her name probably doesn't come to the top 10 of the list of, of, original challenge i mean where would you i mean it's hard to say where would you put her but is that accurate mm-hmm. like yeah definitely definitely um, except that for that one question person but other than that person. <laughs> so to see her come out on all stars and be one of the best strategic and physical players not just women players in the house is an awesome story for her and really the joy and the point of all stars is like watching melinda watching john a watching tech watching people show up who didn't have the best physical outcomes on the regular challenge and show that they're better in their 30s and 40s than they were in their 20s absolutely and i think that also goes uh to whoever you know i don't know if they finished second or third but for melinda i thought her performance in the final was was fantastic. She hurts her ankle at one point, powers through. Um, her and Nehemiah, obviously, they won first the first phase by seemingly a good amount. Like they did great. She did great. Um, she must be coming away like all smiles after the season. Just yeah, I wish she had a little bit of money to show for it, but um, she absolutely crushed it. I love Melinda. Melinda is to this season as John A was to last season, right? Very mm-hmm. uh, underestimated. I'll speak for myself. I underestimated her for sure. I did not understand what her name was doing on this list at all. And I will be very upset if I don't see her name again in the future on the show. Yeah, I think she's one of the, I would say one of the potential favorites to win next season. I think she's got made a good connections in the house. I think depending on what people are on next season, I think she has even more friends that she could bond with. Um, I think she's in a really, really good spot um, going forward in these seasons. Let's talk about Nehemiah, Melinda's partner. I got chills when they threw it back to like them uh, hugging in the Austin real world, Austin house. Um, Mm -hmm. I said this last season and I will say it again. Nothing has changed for me in a year. Get Nehemiah on the regular challenge. I agree. I think he, I, I think he, if he wanted to, I think he being one of the, the male stars of all stars is a great spot for him. Um, I think if he, I don't think, I think he's better off though on all stars. I don't think like, I think he would do okay on the challenge power, but I just think he's so disconnected from the group of people that is on there now that, he just seems like such an early target. Whereas here he is very insulated. He's got a good you now core of people. He does well. It's a good fit for him. Like, I think if he wants to make the leap, I don't, I think he would, I don't know if MTV would, but I think he would, I just don't think it would go that well. I think here is a much, much better spot for him. What do I care about? What's better for him? I care what's better for me. And I think Nehemiah is both in last season and this season, the person most suited to make a return to the regular game. I think his head is in it. I think you're telling me he can't pick up like Nelson and Corey and whip them into shape. Like I think he's the brains that 
some of the stragglers need. Um, who knows how him and CT would function? I, I agree. It's like he's the king. He's big fish in this medium sized pond. Why would he go to be a small fish in a huge pond? But I think he's so cut out for it. And it's such a shame that he got off the ride when he did. I assume MTV caught him as opposed to him saying no, but I don't know. Um, I love Nehemiah. I think he was, you know, if John A was the heart of the season, Nehemiah was the backbone. Um, I'm just so impressed with him this season. And again, I would be disappointed to see him bumped off the slate. Yeah, I would say like MVP, female MVP, I would say John A and male. I would say Nehemiah. I thought though they were the two stars of, of this season. I thought Nehemiah was like the leader of his alliance, took it all the way end. I think if they ended up winning this season, I probably would have even seen more of them. I feel like we saw so How much. How is that possible? <laughs> I think they would have found the way. Uh, but I, I thought he was just so great. He was charismatic. He loves us so much. Uh, he's, you know, he makes stupid mistakes, but we love that for him. He's competitive. He does all, he, he was great. He's been great. And it's, yeah, it is a shame. It's great. I was actually looking it up. He hasn't been on since Rivals. Wow. That's how long he's been off the show for. Holy crap. Contextualize that. What year was Rivals? So funny enough, uh, in that like 10 year challenge that's going around on Twitter, uh, 10 years ago was Rivals. Uh, I saw that photo. Yeah. He was only on four seasons too. Really thought he had like, I mean, wow. All right. Let's slot our finalists and make our final list of who in, we are most excited to see back in the order. We are excited to see them. Okay. Curious if my list, I didn't save my list from last time. So I'm going to brutal it again. Hopefully it doesn't change, but that, maybe it does change. So that's okay. My opinions can change. I don't want to be, uh, you know, influenced by one week ago, Brian. This is present day, Brian. <laughs> All right. Start with the men or the women. You can start with whichever you are. Let's start with the men, actually, because that's okay, the one list I've put them in. <laughs> all right, start with the men. From the bottom up, bottom would be Steve. Next would be Derek C. Next would be Ka, uh, Kahada. I dropped that. Yeah, dropped in Kahada. Kahada, Derek K, Ryan, Tyler, Brad. Tech, MJ, Latarian, Darrell, Nehemiah. Yeah. Okay. I like to go top to bottom. I'm going to say Nehemiah one, Tyler two, Darrell and Ryan deadlocked for three, then Tech, then Latarian, then MJ, then Brad, then Steve, then Derek C, Derek K, and Kohada. Maybe the Derek's tied, you know. It could, again, I think I'm very high on the cast this season. I don't quite feel how it I thought about Survivor that like we could just watch the same cast and run it back. I'd like to make a couple changes, but more or less, I, I really feel good about the whole cast. Agreed. Definitely agree. All right, let's go to the ladies. All righty. For the women, go Leah, the bottom. Then Tina, then Sophia, and honestly, like we said last week, those three are kind of like very much at the bottom. Um, what I say, and actually, Katie right above that. So those four very much at the bottom. Um, then I'll say Jasmine, Jasmine, Janelle, 
Kendall. No, Jody Kendall. John A. Casey. Melinda. I think I forgot Ayana. Put Ayana right above Jody. Wherever that was. Okay. I have Mel number one. I have Ayana number two. Because what would the season have been without her, you know? <laughs> That's um, fair. I have Casey number three. I have Darrell, uh, Darrell. I have Janelle probably too high at four just because I think she's got more to show. Um, and I don't understand why we didn't see it. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, maybe in the Janae sort of spot of last season, we're like the reverse of that. Like, I, I don't know that she gave that much, but I'd be excited to see more. Then I have Kendall, then Janae. Then Jody and Jasmine tied and then agreed. Katie, Sophia, Leah, Tina, like a hard fall off after after that initial list. Yeah. Kate, Casey in my rewatches, Casey stands out again. Like, she's great. She, you know what? She's so great. She's so great with the camera. Like she delivers confessionals and stuff so super well. Um, she's, I'm so glad she's back in this world and I hope she eventually gets re-re back in this world. Otherwise, maybe make her a host or something. I don't know. She's, she's great with the camera. All right, there you heard it here first. Mm-hmm. All right, next season. We don't know when it's coming, but we know we're going to Panama, baby. I love it. It's dropping like a Survivor teaser. Yeah, Show you what I, we're, it was challenge is going next. Very that. Um, I I'm I'm here for it. I, like I'm. We're always happy to sort of get the break. I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like I can after seven and a half years. Happy mm-hmm. to take the break, but I'm not going to feel like oh my god, we have another season when this comes back. No, because I mean that's the difference, you know, when it's a ten episode season versus a twenty episode season. I think okay. when it comes back in a few weeks, you, you know, you're we're only halfway there. So sure, let's run it back. I was actually looking back because between these last four so four seasons of the challenge has varied over the last like fifty four weeks. And I think I challenge stats here. Actually even more than that, because Challenge Double Agents, this is this is the stretch that we've been on. Challenge Double Agents premiered December 9th of twenty twenty. In that time, it ran through May 5th and then overlapped with Challenge All-Stars, which ran until June 3rd. So December was at December 9th until June 3rd. There was a challenge on. Then there was a short break with Spies, Lies, and Allies on August 11th. Wait, December 9th to June 3rd? That doesn't sound like a long time. December 9th to May 5th, but over that time was Challenge All-Stars as well. So there was a challenge season from December 9th until June 3rd. Oh, June 3rd. I'm sorry. I know I said June 3rd. My brain said January. <laughs> I was like, that's like one minute. So then there was two month break. Then August 11th until now, there's been at least one challenge season on. So for 54 weeks, there was like a two month stretch without the challenge. <laughs> I remember August felt very soon. But now, you know, it'll be very interesting, too, because I think both all star seasons have come halfway through a regular challenge season. Our understanding is that the challenge All Stars three is going to air just on its own, so it'll yeah. be very interesting to just. We've only ever had maybe what five standalone challenge All Stars episodes, not including Pepsi Mango sponsored dating mm-hmm. shows that we were talking about at the time. Um, so you know, I'm excited. You know, I'm I'm going to enjoy the break, but I'm excited. I'm excited to get back into it. And you know, of course, Challenge Thirty Eight is going to premiere at some point, overlapping All Star Story. Like that's. Put that wherever. Is this it? I thought it hadn't up. filmed yet, or it's filming They'll now. They'll find a way. They'll find a way. They, they they don't let challenge season stand alone. They will delay challenge all stars three, so it overlaps by like four episodes because that's what they do. So okay, that's fine. That's my prediction. 
easy for us. Bing, bam, boom. Is there even like a room? Like, what's have we gone through like a rumored cast of, of All Star Story? Like, do we even know what it might be? It's definitely rumored. It's out there for sure, but I don't think do we've do I discussed risk, it. Maybe do I, we risk did. Go- do I risk Googling it? No, because it's eight o'clock and I got to get on a train. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Closing time. I mean, I, I think some people consider it spoilers. They haven't flown out yet. So by Scally and Matt's rules, it's not locked in. COVID, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. I'm going to Panama. I'm just doing what's convenient for me, you know? Oh, no, they have filmed. I lied. I'm thinking of 38. Just, just stop making, letting me talk, okay? You can subscribe at robiswebsite.com slash challenge iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter, Cohen with a C, Brian with an I underscore. They can uh, follow and keep up with you at where? At Lash Tweets and NGOG still going strong with three or four consecutive episodes. We had the great Alex Chester join us this week. So if you're interested in talking 85% about our lives and maybe 15% about New Girl, you can check that out at anchor.fm slash new girl old guy. All righty. We will be back for Challenge All-Star Season 3. TBD. Until then, have a good one. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.